This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. Hi everyone. Guess who's back? Welcome to me. <laughs> Actually, welcome to us. It's been a while. I know. <laughs> it's been a really long time. Um, we've kind of had a break with the podcast. We were switching producers and Tristan was in Hawaii for two weeks mm-hmm. and we had like no contact with him whatsoever. But we're back and we're going to try and get back in the groove of podcasting again. Mm-hmm. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. No, it'll happen. I got back, honestly, and I had like this crazy allergy thing. Mm-hmm. And I literally couldn't record because I would start You're coughing, coughing I, and, and then I started coughing too. So we stopped recording yeah. and we're like, let's just try this next week. So, so it's, that's been fun. But how was Hawaii? It was special. Everybody, everybody's been asking. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about Hawaii when I'm sure I can make it through a full episode without coughing. Then we'll do an episode on some of the stuff I learned there. Cause oh. it was a really unique experience yeah well and most of you guys heard me gripe in other episodes that i couldn't call him i couldn't text him i had Mm -hmm. no idea what he was doing you couldn't even make eye contact is that correct i wasn't i wasn't supposed to make eye contact or or talk talk except for necessities and you were like eating vegetarian no it wasn't bland no the issue wasn't that it was vegetarian the issue is that we weren't allowed any seasonings Mm -hmm. and nothing with flavor Mm mm-hmm so it was a lot of taro root and potatoes yeah. and um, just not not exciting food and <laughs> not the kind of food that I normally consider really nourishing for right. my body. So it was taxing in a few different ways. Yeah, yeah. You came back early town though. But, but we'll talk more about that <laughs> another day. <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking a lot about toxins and the toxin burden on our bodies yeah. because here's the thing. Here's the thing about toxins is since the beginning of time, we've been exposed to them. Right. And I want to talk about toxins of old and Uh toxins of new because toxins of old were like campfires and forest fires and volcanic gases. And that's a concept that like I never really thought about until recently, but we used to spend a lot of time sitting around a fire Mm -hmm. and breathing in all of those chemicals exactly right i mean are mm-hmm. they are they reactive oxygen species are they something they else are. there's there's all kinds of stuff in that right right and we would breathe it in breathe it in we were fine mm-hmm. why because we had really great liver function and we had really incredible like digestion and absorption and we were eating healthy foods right yeah and i would add to that that our total exposure load to toxins mm-hmm was probably a lot lower. Well, in the past hundred years, our exposure to toxins has increased by 2,000%. How do they measure that? You know, that is a great question. I'm going to have to check my sources, but but it's really insane. But going back, like a hundred years ago, we mm-hmm. were exposed to, you know, fires right. and oh, other things like poisons from plants, right? I mean, <laughs> like think of lectins. Lectins. <laughs> like, like that's that's considered like and I mean there are more poisonous plants like poison ivy. I always imagine a group of people just walking around like, okay, who's gonna try this one? <laughs> and then they see like, do they die? Do they right? get superpowers? What I happens? Know, right? And then they just like make yeah. a mental note and pass it on to their children. Right. Well our toxin load in today is it's 
it's insane because yeah. we are since like like since the 40s or 30s it's just gotten worse and worse and worse everything mm-hmm. has just kind of exploded into toxicity let's talk about heavy metals for instance you know right arsenic mercury cadmium these are all naturally occurring metals mm-hmm. in the soil but they're spread out you know so what mm-hmm. we have done what man has done is gathered it and concentrated it and now dumped it back into the environment. Right. And now we're getting these mega doses of what used to be micro doses. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem is, right? And then we're eating the standard American diet, which doesn't give our livers any support whatsoever to handle this toxin right. overload. In fact, it keeps just piling more and more mm-hmm. onto the, the backlog. Exactly. And recycling it. Right. Right. And so this is how we're getting sick. And then tons of people go to their doctors and their doctors are like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you because your liver just detoxes fine and there's right. no big deal. And, and I think that's true to a degree, right? Like our livers are constantly detoxing and they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they never get hit. overburdened. Yeah. Like there's bottlenecks happen. Well, think about this because, you know, we evolved with nature, mm-hmm. right? Man, human, mankind. <laughs> What's the word only word? People kind. Human, people, <laughs> human sapiens. Uh-huh. Um, homo sapiens. I mean, we evolved with nature, right? right? We we have, like, we've developed certain tendencies because that is what has been bred out of us, so to speak, mm-hmm. over hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And then in a hundred years flat, not only have our diets drastically changed, but right. our environments have as well. Yeah. And we are not keeping up because we can't evolve fast enough. Right. And so we have this bottleneck effect and we feel like crap. Right. And and now you have America right. who is very sick, yeah. who is dealing with all kinds of autoimmune diseases. There's over a hundred autoimmune diseases now, mm. which is insane. You know, cancer's through the roof, allergies mm-hmm. are through the roof, you name it. People are not feeling well. Mm -hmm. And then we have this medical industry that only recognizes liver dysfunction as like full-blown cirrhosis or full-blown non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And that's the only time you have a liver problem. And let's completely ignore the 10 to 20 years leading up to that liver problem, right? Right. And, you know, to put that into context, the way that most doctors would figure out there's something going on with the liver Mm -hmm. is they'll look at the liver enzymes. Yep. There's a couple in particular they look at, the ALT and the AST, mm-hmm. alkaline phosphatase as well. So so maybe yeah. three, bilirubin, maybe bilirubin. four. Mm-hmm. There's a panel. But those things are not necessarily going to be elevated when the liver is struggling. Right. When they're elevated, things have gotten bad. The liver itself is damaged and exactly. is having issues. Exactly. But you can have liver, I don't want to call it dysfunction, but liver insufficiency. Can I say that? Um, long before anything shows up on your blood panel. Exactly. And the doctors are not going to acknowledge that. Well, they haven't been trained to see the liver dysfunction early on in earliest stages. They could, right? If they did a proper blood panel like we do, Mm -hmm. and they looked at all the other contextual factors that point toward how well the liver is doing its job. Right. It would be very easy for them to catch early issues mm-hmm. and stop that from becoming a serious problem. Right. And it wouldn't even be that hard. 
I mean, honestly, how hard is it? Because this is something that you've learned recently, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, when we found out I was leaving for two weeks, I wouldn't even be available for consults. I had to have like a crash course on like how to read BCAs. Now, to be fair, <laughs> Jeanique has a ton of experience with this stuff, doing other forms of it. So it's not like she went from knows nothing right. to this, but doctors are not doing that either. Right. So if Jeanique can figure it out and recognize these patterns within like a few hours of us working together to, mm -hmm. to teach her, certainly a doctor could do it. Right. Exactly. So this is not, it's not because it's just so difficult and complex. Right. It's not because there's no science behind it. Yep. What we're doing is very scientific. Mm -hmm. It's very research-based. Exactly. They're just not doing it because they don't, I don't know. The system well, doesn't care. I don't want to say the doctors don't care, but the system doesn't care. A, a conversation I actually had with a doctor when I explained a certain concept his response was, well, I'll wait until, and then he mentions a university. Oh, I'll right. Wait yeah. Until this university comes out with research around it. And I'm like, right. well, good luck because they're only going to show you research surrounding medication. Right. So, I mean, you don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath for, for a, a solution. Right. But you, you bet they're going to come up with the medication. Right. Anyways, let's circle back to toxins. Wait, real quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Keep Pre going. <laughs> prevention is so inexpensive oh, compared to oh my treatment, right? Exactly. And because it's inexpensive, that also translates to not that profitable. Right. Or that heavily researched. We've talked about this before, but folks, you know why so much money is poured into cancer research. Mm -hmm. It's not because cancer is such a big deal. It yeah. is a big deal. It's not because we just desperately want to cure cancer. Mm -hmm. It's because the amount of money you can make off of a decent chemotherapy drug. Yep. And I'm going to say decent because that's as good as it gets with chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Decent at best. You will become so, so rich. Yeah. All right. Like we're talking millions of dollars per patient, per patient. in some cases. Mm -hmm. That is why money goes into that. Exactly. That's the only reason. Prevention, on the other hand... I mean, yeah, you can make enough money for the little guys to right. be happy with it. Right. Not the amounts that are going to make the pharmaceutical companies and the giant medical conglomerates happy. Right. I think, okay, we're supposed to be talking about toxins. <laughs> I can't help it. This topic is so important to me. Okay. I, I wonder if a lot of people realize that per infusion, like chemo infusion, mm -hmm. Each infusion costs between thirty to fifty thousand dollars. I I think we mentioned this like way back a year ago, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. we mentioned that I was probably like a million dollar patient. Yeah, you right. Were. Now, granted, I was in the military system, so none of the money was actually real. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, all of you, for paying taxes because mm -hmm. really you're the ones that paid for that. Mm -hmm. But it was. I mean, we we never actually tallied it up. But we kind of got some rough guesses of oh, how yeah. much it cost. And oh my gosh, I think we hit a million. Oh, easily, easily. But but I was reading I, I was reading a book where it's it's showing some research around taking something as simple as aspirin. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, guys, talk to your oncologists, all right? But something as simple as aspirin was making like their therapies like fifteen to twenty percent more effective. Right. But why do oncologists not understand this and know this and read the research? Well, it's because they are funneled towards chemotherapy research yeah. and not like aspirin is what, $2 a bottle. Right. Like what kind of medical 
money-making machine mm-hmm. is going to be like, oh, by the way, it takes some aspirin with it too. Right. Maybe you have a really great oncologist out there. I don't know. Well, and, and I think the really good ones will recommend that because mm-hmm. it's such a low cost and low yeah. risk and high reward thing. Right. If but you're, your average protocol is not going to say, make sure they're doing aspirin. Exactly. Or it's gonna berberine. Say, it's going to say, or, make sure they're doing the oxaliplatin. Mm-hmm, exactly. If make sure they're doing the leucovorin. The book that it is, is called How to Starve Cancer. I forgot what the author's name is, but it's a really great book if you are dealing with cancer. Um, okay. Let's, should we circle back to toxins? All right. So, so cancer happens because toxins, <laughs> which brings oh us back to what we meant to talk about. <laughs> Welcome back See that? to the Guts Health Segue. <laughs> Welcome back to the Guts Health Podcast, where we're talking about toxins today. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys, let's let's start with some numbers uh, because we've spoken a little bit about liver function. You have to have a high functioning liver to deal with toxins. Our mm-hmm. livers are designed to deal with toxins, mm-hmm. but toxins back in the day and not toxins today. Right. And so that's the dysfunction. Plus, we are not feeding our livers the mm-hmm. food to help us deal with the toxins. So now right. we're at an even greater deficit. Right. We're basically screwed in the toxin department. Yeah, like we haven't really said this yet. We are like literally inventing new toxins all the time. All the time. Oh my gosh. Okay, so get this. Every second, 310 kilograms of toxic chemicals are released into the air, land, and water by industrial facilities around the world. That is 10 million tons per year. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, That's a lot. Yeah. You know, and so this is the release by spilling, leaking, pumping, pouring, emitting, emptying, discharging, injecting, so on and so forth. Right. Right. And if you think you're not going to come in contact with that at some point, it's like you're just out look of your at mind. the food in your fridge and it's it's full of toxins. All right. It's full of heavy metals. Okay. We we um, already know that there's literally no fish left in the no. world that isn't contaminated with high levels of toxins, specifically heavy metals. So literally in our health world, in our health circles, we have to decide, is it better for me to eat this fish with less amounts of mercury or do I deprive myself of EPA and DHA by not eating the fish? Now, you don't want to deprive yourself of EPA, DHA because yeah. that is anti-inflammatory. We, we could have it's a great for brain function. We it's, could have a conversation about that. Well, I'm talking about in fish form. I, well, still. And not like. Still. There are people. You're so mysterious. There are people who would say that a DHA uh, insufficiency mm-hmm. is one of the best things you can do for your longevity. Well, we'll talk about that another That's time. That's another time. Okay. But let's talk about leafy greens, for instance. Yes. Leafy greens are some of the the most burdensome of heavy metal foods out there, even organic spinach. Mm -hmm. And everyone loves their green smoothies with their spinach. And they don't realize that every single package of organic spinach out there is most likely from California. Mm -hmm. And I think Canada, and they are super burdened with heavy metals. Regardless of whether it's California or Canada? Yeah, regardless. Mm. And so we had a client who had a heavy metal machine. Her husband was a physicist, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no, 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 no. He was an engineer of some he kind. An, he was an engineer, sorry. Yeah. And, and he had this machine that could measure heavy metal toxicity in certain substances. So she was using that on her food because she showed up for heavy metals in her hair analysis. And she could not find an organic spinach company Mm -hmm. or brand from a shop that had no heavy metals or didn't even like showed up for medium amounts of heavy metals at best. So what they did was they actually called the company of the, they they called the company that makes this machine Mm -hmm. and they said, could your machine be broken? And the company makers, they said, 
No, because all of the farmers of organic spinach making, Mm -hmm. they all know this. And a lot of them actually have our machines and measure the toxicity of their grains. Mm -hmm. So you guys, now I'm not going to tell you to not eat spinach because spinach has a lot of great stuff in it. Kale has a lot of great stuff in it. We found that locally grown here in Utah, locally grown greens were fine. Right. Mm -hmm. They didn't have it. What, What company is it called again? Uh, snuck farms, snuck right? Farms, yeah. Yes. Theirs, theirs didn't have any. They measured theirs and mm-hmm. it didn't have any. But going back to like, what are the decisions we make? Do we not eat greens and like not get heavy metals or do we eat greens for their health benefits mm-hmm. and we burden our bodies a little bit with the heavy metals in there? Mm. Right. And so what I recommend to people obviously is eat your greens because not only do they help feed your gut, but they give you tons of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. Like there are 10 benefits to eating greens and one deficit, right? Well, besides oxalates or? Well, it depends on what you're <laughs> let's, let's not get <laughs> okay. too like lost in the, in the details. Okay. All right. Okay. So I mentioned that chemicals in the last century has risen mm, over 2000%. Yep. And we're inventing new ones. All the time. And, oh, and, oh, and to top that off that we're inventing new ones. Most chemicals used are not safely tested because the chemical industry has little required burden of proof for safety before going to market. So this is when we. Oh, that's not terrifying. Not at all. Right. The FDA has totally got your back. Yeah. So you should always listen to what they say. Absolutely. Because their standard is perfection. Hmm. Okay, guys, bye. That's, that's Which is why we're such a healthy population. So, bye. All right. We're, we're good. We're done. So, no. Okay. So, here's the issue. This is where we start reading articles when they're like, oh, we've retracted this medication or we've retracted mm-hmm. this ingredient because mm-hmm. research has finally been come to the mm-hmm. surface that it's a problem. Well, <laughs> Thanks for being our guinea pig for the last exactly. five years. A lot of times it's 20 years. Like a lot of times it's like closer to 10 to 20. Right. Right. And oftentimes this research is by third party testers. Yeah. You know, independent people using their own money that they have raised right. to figure this out because they're like, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And then they publish it. Well, and then it's like, oh crap. Do you remember FenFen? No. FenFen was a weight loss drug. Oh. And they were using it like crazy because it was in the nineties, not too different from speed. Yeah. Nineties. Mm-hmm. And then they found out because of people reporting mm-hmm. that it was basically dissolving yeah. heart valves. Oh, fun. And so they pulled it from the oh market. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you can still get it somehow, mm-hmm. but, but this was something that they could have tested. Right. They should have tested. Yep. And instead they're like, well, well, shoot, it helps people lose weight. We're going to make, billions off of this and they probably did and even i'm guessing there were lawsuits i'm guessing that they had to pay a ton of money for the recall and all that in spite of that i bet they still made a ton of money off of fenfen yeah and so the whole venture was worthwhile to them i'm sure meanwhile who knows how many people have lifelong heart conditions because of it what was it earlier this year that came to light or was it last year um that antacid what was the name of it do you, do you remember? Mm. I can't remember it because it's late at night. and um, <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head, but... But there, there is an antacid that was shown to... Was it cause cancer or something? Mm-hmm. Tristan's going to look it up right now. But this kind of thing happens all the time. How right. many things have been recalled because they're not safe? Zantac. That's Zantac, right. thank you. Yeah. So that was Zantac. And what was its issue? Yeah, well, it was found to have a an NDMA contamination, which oh. is... 
repeatedly found in a lot of antacid drugs actually, but mm -hmm. also connected with cancer. Oh, fun. So, okay. Well, so anyways, so <laughs> we're going on so many tangents. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. We're a little yeah. bit out of practice, <laughs> out of practice we, or we so many things we want to killing say. it today. <laughs> you take your pick. <laughs> um, but, but basically what we're saying is your standard has to be better. Right. It has to be higher than the FDA's. It has to be higher than these government agencies well, because yeah. And if you're listening to this, your standard probably is it, right. already better, right? Whether probably. because you had no choice like us mm -hmm. or because you want to make sure you don't get to a point where you have no choice. Exactly. So good for you for being here. Don't trust the FDA Congratulations. in case you right. did. Exactly. So let's talk about some, some of the, the chemicals I want to bring up today that are in our daily lives. Sure. I, I want to start with chemicals and we'll kind of go to heavy metals. Maybe we'll be all over the place. I don't know. Okay. But pesticides guys, Oof. this is herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, rodent sides, algicides. Okay. These are our largest, like this is one of the things we're so largely exposed mm -hmm. to. And maybe you don't spray your house. Like how many people have companies come and spray their homes for pests? I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you don't, but your neighbor does. Right. This is a gas. It's emitted into the air. It blows over. All right. So mm -hmm. there's a problem there. How many people go to public parks to have their kids mm -hmm. play and roll in the, in the grass? How many of you golf? How, how many of you golf? These, these areas are like so overburdened with pesticides. It really sucks. Mm -hmm. How many of us use fertilizers, yeah. right? A lot of times they have some kind of herbicide in it mm -hmm. already put in it mm -hmm. that is getting rid of dandelions. And I don't know why we hate dandelions because they're a superfood. Same reason we love grass. <laughs> marketing. Really it's, good marketing. Yeah, basically. Um, some company wanted to make money and sell grass. But anyways, like these pesticides, we are exposed to them. We mm -hmm. are exposed to them in our public areas and our HOAs mm -hmm. from your neighbor's yard. <laughs> and then of course your food. Mm -hmm. right? well, well, I discovered Katie, Katie Baker. Uh, she's one of our clinicians. She told me that Provo city fogs for mosquitoes at nighttime. Hmm. Like, and I saw the video of this and it's like a big fat fog machine that they're spraying this pesticide all over people's yards without you even knowing. Now you can opt out of it but it's going to do no good because you should see these machines. It's insane. It's like they're blowing, I don't know, humidifiers on the entire neighborhood. So right. you'd have to have all of your neighbors opt out of it. Right? right. And when we looked up the ingredients, like the first two ingredients, I can't remember how many were, but we just looked up the first two, both of them were carcinogenic. And then it also said that they couldn't label it because um, some of the other ingredients were trademarks. Or trademark secrets. Uh, yeah. So you can't even look Tra up the full... Trade secrets are always fun mm -hmm. when we're worried about our health. Exactly. Apparently their their bottom line is more important than us not getting cancer. So we know that those ingredients were, were cancerous. And yeah. then there was something else fun in there that you'll never know because that is protected. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Uncle Sam. So you guys, one thing to be mindful of are, are you spraying your yards if you live in the South, I am so sorry. Um, remember when we lived in Texas and we tried, we tried to deal with the bugs in Texas. The Texas just, just dropped his mic. Oh, I, I told oh you guys, we are out of practice. Our table just broke. Oh no. You, you know how, how certain podcasters, they, 
they take photos of like where they do their podcasting. I'm too embarrassed to show people <laughs> where we podcast because there's a picture of like space supers on the walls and stuff. We're not very, we're not fancy people. But um, Texas, back to Texas, the bugs there are so bad. We lived there for a year and a half. After a year, I, I eventually started spraying because... I, I couldn't handle it anymore. So yeah. I, I, had we known then what we know now, right? We wouldn't have, we would have moved sooner. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. What do pesticides do? They impair reproduction. They are neurotoxins. So they impair uh, brain function, basically neurotransmitter signaling. They interfere with digestion and gut function. They, they impair enzymes or cause gut permeability. All mm-hmm. right. So do you like to digest your food? If not, pesticides are a great idea for you. Do you like to have leaky gut? If you do, pesticides are great. So mm-hmm. I'm being sarcastic, but you know, obviously you don't want leaky gut and you want to be able to digest your foods. Pesticides also interfere with uh, ATP synthesis, protein function, all that jazz. So- right. So once again, just as a reminder, you're getting these things in microdoses, right? It's not like you are swimming in a pool of pesticides where you're going to have immediate and obvious symptoms come right. up from it. These are things that will develop gradually over time. Exactly. Especially when compounded with all the other toxins out there. Mm-hmm. Right. So just because you sprayed a pesticide in your backyard yesterday and you're not experiencing leaky gut today. Right. doesn't mean it's not affecting you. Right. Exactly. So levels in foods are considered minimal actually and low enough to not cause human harm by conventional authorities like the FDA, the EPA, USDA. Once again, when tested in isolation Mm -hmm. from all other factors. Exactly. I don't think I've ever seen a longitudinal study. Again, like what Tristan was saying, when you're exposed to this, it doesn't happen in a year. It doesn't happen in two years. It happens in like 10 years, 20 Mm -hmm. years, 30 years. One of our Gutsy Health members, when we were doing the live Zoom call, she was uh, talking to me about her daughter's digestion. And um, because we spoke about her digestion first, and then we started talking about her daughter's digestion, who I think was like eight or 10. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's red flag number one. Like Mm -hmm. she's got a digestive issue that no one is picking up on. Mm -hmm. So you need to start doing an elimination diet to make sure that that stops happening. You guys, these things happen when Kids are five, six, seven, eight. And then they end up in our clinic when they're 20, 30, 40, right? Because it just gets worse and worse and worse. It starts Mm -hmm. with one red flag and then it turns into two and then it turns into three. And now they're having hormonal imbalances. So you throw like, you know, you throw a synthetic hormone like birth control, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so be mindful, like look for the red flags. They do tend to pop their head um, infrequently in children, and then then they just kind of snowball, all right? So pesticides could add to one of those red flags. Maybe we should do an episode sometime on red flags in kids. Oh, I know. We should. It'd be a really, really really quick episode. It'd probably be 30 minutes. I'm sure we could waffle on forever, but (laughs) like we are right now. I think we could figure it out. All right. What's next? Um, I mean, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I have like all of these things I want to talk about. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. We know some pesticides are carcinogenic. They alter DNA sequencing. Um, yeah. And Can, they, oh, and they tend to stay in the soil long term. That's yeah. nice. So, so okay. they'll accumulate over mm-hmm. time, in other words. Exactly. So they, they just kind of stick around and then they get higher and higher in concentration. So, so let's, things that we need to be mindful of. But yeah, and let's talk about that because let's say you move into a new house mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to grow my own garden this year. I'm right. going to be so crunchy and mm-hmm. clean. 
And so you plant your vegetables from organic seeds and you don't spray anything on them and right. yada, yada. You still could be exposing your family to insane levels of something like Roundup. Right. Because exactly. the previous homeowners used it. Exactly. That stuff is still in there. Exactly. So you want to like dig out the soil and like get a garden box yeah. and buy organic soil and mm-hmm. make sure that soil didn't touch any of the pre-existing soil. Yeah. There's something called bioaccumulation too. So let's talk about that really fast because if bugs are eating algae mm-hmm. that have been in waters that have had pesticides, now the bugs mm-hmm. have pesticide mm-hmm. and then an animal eats the bug mm-hmm. and then another animal eats that and then another animal eats that. And so there's this buildup of pesticide residue, mm-hmm. right? And then we end up eating those animals. And so we are going through multiple layers of bugs and you know, environments exposed to pesticides and heavy metals that is now hyper concentrated by the time that we are eating it. So that's a little frustrating because that basically says that there's very little we can do to avoid all exposure because unless, unless we make these changes on a global level, which would be great, but not happening in the next few years, at least. Exactly. That means that even if you're totally careful with what you eat mm-hmm. and you hunt your own food, right, you could still be exposing yourself to this stuff. That is true. However, good, better, best, right? And so mm-hmm. we, we just have to try our best. Mm-hmm. And here are some ways that we can do that. But yep. one thing I do want to tell people is we are unfortunately in a day and age where we cannot be completely... avoidant of chemicals. Right. Like it, that's not our reality anymore. But that's also okay because as Mm -hmm. species, we never have been. Right. Exactly. There was never any like 100% Mm -hmm. clean air. Yes. Thing for people because of the fires. Exactly. Think ways that you can avoid pesticides in your food. Always choose organic. Current organic standards actually prohibit. You're talking about food or pesticides? Foods. Foods. Okay. So the way, what did I say? Well, no, no, you didn't say. You just said always choose organic. And so I was wondering, are you talking like bioorganic pesticides? No, no, no. Sorry. The way to avoid pesticides or decrease your pesticide load. Exposure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So bioorganic produce. Bioorganic. Because it is, they're actually, uh, the standard is prohibited. They don't allow toxic pesticides on them when you grow the food and then meats, dairy and egg production choose Mm. pasture raised and uh, organic grass fed, Mm. grass finished, um, ethically farmed, free range, free range, regenerative Mm -hmm. would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Also, if you are eating eggs or chicken um, that is organic, they obviously can't eat grains that had pesticides in them. Their grains have to be organic too. But they can still feed them grains. Yes, they can still feed them grains, but at least the grains weren't sprayed. With? Pesticide. Conventional pesticides. Mm-hmm. See, they could still use organic pesticides though. Oh, is that a thing? And some organic pesticides oh, gosh. Right. could potentially be just as toxic. Mm. Now, I don't want to, I'm not trying to cause despair for people here. Right. Once again, good, better, best. Exactly. Good, better, best. But on a systemic level, we really ought to be doing everything we can to encourage options Mm -hmm. that are even better than we currently have. And which, yeah, which means buy local. Yes. I was going to say funnel your money to the farmers. Know your farmers and work with the ones who are trying to do better. Exactly. And help them do better. Exactly. Educate them when you can. Exactly. 
Last but not least, fish, choose wild caught, avoid pesticide-laden fish foods. Which at least you can avoid that toxin in your fish. There you go. Uh, let's talk about things called POPs, persistent organic pollutants. So okay. these are called, these are the ones with all the weird like letters, like the DDT, PCBs, oh. PB, PBs. Did you say PCP? Oh, PCBs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like this is what we're going to see a lot in like our clothes, the manufacturing of furniture, uh, plastics, mm. all of that jazz. Um, they are persistent in the environment. So soils and water because mm-hmm. they are forever. That's why they're called persistent. Like right. you make them and they don't go away. Yeah. So we just keep, they bioaccumulate as well in insects, animals, and humans. In fact, um, research has shown that when new Borns are born. They test the placenta, mm-hmm. and the placenta is already laden with like two hundred yeah. toxins so and chemicals. And these are those chemicals. You're, you're behind from birth, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yes. Fun fun fact about that: currently, the uh, oil industry, which mm-hmm. is very very worried about its future, as it should be, mm-hmm. because we're getting more and more independent from that. Are we they, though? Well, we, are we? we we are maybe you know, not America as quickly as you like. Like the number one producer of crude oil in the past five years. Well, yes, I, I do realize that we're still as a as a world, we're mm-hmm. getting better about that, and the oil industry is concerned. So, what are they trying to do now? What are they trying? Rather to than trying to sell oil as an energy, they're now trying to push plastics. Well, yeah. And so they are working really hard to lobby governments to create these trade agreements mm-hmm. to increase plastic production, basically. You didn't listen to my our uh, infertility podcast, did you? I was in Hawaii <laughs> without technology. This is what we spoke Did you already about. talk about that? No, we didn't talk about that aspect specifically, okay. but how plastic is made from crude oil. Right. And our use of plastic hasn't yes. gone down. No, no. It's, at all. And it's, it's probably going to go up. Mm-hmm. because once again, it always comes back to money, right? Mm-hmm. It always exactly. comes back to money. The oil industry still has a ton of it, mm-hmm. even though they're worried about losing it. And they are more than willing to spend a big chunk of that money to make sure that plastic stays in the forefront yeah. for everybody. Yep. Anyway, and that's really sad. That's really sad because there are so many toxic byproducts of plastic and plastic itself can be toxic for you. Uh, are we going to yep. talk about that? I, yes, we are, I think. Okay, so I won't I mean, jump ahead then. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Or is that what we're talking about with the POPs? It, it will come up. All right. Like, I'm pretty sure. So uh, the POPs, these, again, they are forever. They bioaccumulate. Even though um, DDT and PCBs have been banned, we can still find them in our soils and our water. Like, they, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll never go away. Because once again, it just accumulates, right? Exactly. Sits in there. So what do POPs do? These persistent organic pollutants. They are, again, endocrine disruptors, carcinogens, mutagenics, neurotoxins. So unfortunately, children are very vulnerable to these because their body weight ratio to mm-hmm. the exposure is a lot smaller. Mm. And so so that's one thing that we need to be really, really mindful of when it comes to children is, you know, especially newborn babies. Mm. I mean, because again, like think of like off gassing of mattresses, right? That's these chemicals. Think of when you, I, oh my gosh, I bought a product today from Lowe's and I opened it and it stank and I ran outside to let it off gas because I was like, oh crap. What was it? It was the thing that stops your carpet from slipping. 
Oh, yeah. The little rug <laughs> yes, grip. Yes, it was that. And it, it mm. stinks so bad. I was like, oh gosh, what POP was this, right? What P- is that literally what you said? In my brain. <laughs> no one was around me Nerd. to hear that. No, I wish I was like, which one is it? Because I mean, it's just so hard to like keep right. track of them. But, but kids are very, very um, vulnerable to these things. So when it comes to like newborn babies, try to get organic mattresses. Organ- I mean, uh, okay. I need to, I need to center myself and recognize our privilege right now yep. because not everyone can afford organic. Not everyone can buy an avocado mattress. Right. And Avoc- so uh, is that like a really nice mattress? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're like the organic, not off gassing oh. kind. Not everyone can buy organic mm-hmm. rugs and furniture mm-hmm. right. and all that jazz. So be really gentle and kind mm-hmm. with yourselves. All right. right. Maybe just keep it to the things that touch their skin, like mm-hmm. their clothes and their blankets. And just, you know, only buy like three of those. Are we going to talk more about clothes? Uh, maybe if we have time. I realize okay. we've been waffling a lot, mm-hmm. so I apologize. But basically what I, what I should say is, you know, children are vulnerable. <laughs> Feed them good food. Right. Yeah. Please like, don't start them on Cheerios mm-hmm. at six months old. Because here's the thing. If you're buying all the organic things and then you're feeding them really crappy food and you're not supporting their liver function, please go listen to our liver podcast, by the way, the liver, what is it called? Liver reset, mm-hmm. liver detoxification. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. But if we are doing all of these things and we're just going nuts in the organic stuff department right? and we are not eating leafy greens drinking collagen, taking B vitamins or eating foods with B vitamins. Like there's no point. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there you go. Organ uh, meats, eggs, organ meats, cod you liver. guys. I mean, come on. I, really? Exactly. Let's, do we want to talk more about pops? They're like the, I don't know. I mean, is there anything else that's really important? We know that they're bad. We know mm-hmm. that we need to avoid them. Anything else we need to know in order to avoid them more effectively? They're in all the things. And so that's why I can't, I don't feel like we should go. I mean, when you, when you touch a receipt Mm -hmm. from the grocery store, you are being exposed to, I think it's PBB. Well, Um, BPA. BPA. Right. Mm -hmm. Bisphenol A. Yes. And it is an endocrine disruptor. Exactly. So guess what? They have BPA free receipt paper, Mm -hmm. which we use in our shop. We do. Here's the problem. Most BPA-free products have replaced the BPA with something called BPS. Oh, great. What does that mean? Bisphenol S. And it can be a, like a a cognitive... Neurotoxin. Neurotoxin. Thank you. You're welcome. So, (laughs) wear gloves, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Or just don't touch it. Like when you're a person... When you can. Yeah. Like I, I never touch my receipts. Uh, when I go grocery shopping, but I mean, they're in things like carbonless coffee paper, coolants, paint additives, flame retardants, plastics, yeah. foams, and fabrics. The, and the plastics are really where you're going to be exposed to most of it, right? Mm-hmm. So the U.S. manufacturer of PCBs has been banned, but PBBs have been restricted. Ooh, uh, oh, sorry, mean? let me let me let me <laughs> see if I get this right. Uh, they have been banned, but the PBBs have been restricted but they were banned in, no, they were restricted in Europe, but not in the USA. Like most things. <laughs> exactly. So the next thing is phthalates. I okay. mean, this is a big one. And phthalates, they are, they're rampant in our modern day society. They are fragrances, air fresheners, 
food wraps and packaging. I mean, you name it. You will find it in a lot of beauty products, actually. Right. And and so these- and when you look on the label for beauty products, they'll usually just list parfum, and in parentheses, it'll say fragrance. Right. And that's that's is that a phthalate? Yes. Always. Is I, there I a, know, is there a healthy I should, parfum? I should ask Carlin. <laughs> yeah, we probably, probably should. Know. We should have had her on the podcast to talk about this. And maybe uh, we'll do a separate one on just phthalates. Okay. Or you can listen to some other podcasts that she's been on where she talks about this. Yeah. But I mean, they're in things like shower curtains, you guys. Ooh. Soft plastic toys. Uh, synthetic mm-hmm. leathers. Skin and hair products. Cosmetics. Right. Well, so, and that, that's the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's relatively not too difficult to avoid all those other things. But women, especially Mm -hmm. like I'm sure there are phthalate free cosmetics, Yeah, but you're going to pay more for them. Yeah, you are. Think of this one tampons. Why do we have scented tampons? It's disgusting. And so we're putting that up Mm -hmm. our uteruses um, and that has phthalates in it. Like no one's probably ever looked at the ingredients list or maybe a lot of you have, but Mm -hmm. I mean, these are things we're putting on our skin in our bodies through our pores, yeah, you know, every day. What about... And they're endocrine disruptors and they're xenoestrogens. What about just like straight perfume? Is that basically just full of phthalates? I, I don't know, actually, because I'm not a... That's kind of terrifying. I already hate, like, I hate when someone walks in and then I smell their cologne oh, or perfume. I, know. I don't I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's not something I've been into since high school. Right. But it does happen. Yep. And now I'm like, oh, great. Am I also inhaling all of their toxic fumes. I think, there, I think there are perfumes made from like essential oils. Sure. And then ones made from phthalates yeah. and probably ones that are made from both. I know that we used to sell some. I know. That we, were supposedly healthier, right? I think so. But we stopped selling them because now we're just doing essential oils mm-hmm. because I personally hated the smell of them. Okay. Um, wow. But these are things that we really need to be mindful of because they are the ones that mess with our hormones. Okay. Uh, they And this is what I see a lot in our clinic is when people start to do liver resets, uh-huh. they, they have like inconsistencies with their menses, right? Right. And then they start to do dumping through a liver reset, through mm-hmm. our liver reset, and their hormones are all over the place. Right. Or they start their period or they get their period twice that month. And that's because they're dumping yeah. all of these like xenoestrogens like through the roof, right? Right. And it, it sounds like a cop-out when we say this, but seriously, when you start your healing journey, mm-hmm. it is so common to initially have things get worse. Exactly. It's Again, this is not a cop-out because we've seen it so many times. People get better, but sometimes initially they get worse. Now, and this is one of the reasons why. Now, that's not to say that it has to get worse. I think there is a point where it's too intense and you need mm-hmm. to back off. Mm-hmm. And we've actually told a few people, we're like, you know what? Let's stop the liver reset and we'll mm-hmm. do like a low and slow liver detox yeah. for you. It's not common, but it's it does not, happen. But it does happen. And so listen to your body. If there is something that you're like, there's something seriously off, mm-hmm. talk to us, talk to someone, mm-hmm. like talk to your healthcare provider mm-hmm. and go slower, yeah. right? Because you can overstress your body, especially if your energy is low. Right. And so dumping what I like to call the drunk conductors because xenoestrogens are really drunk drunk conductors drunk conductors because, okay because they're just telling your hormones mm-hmm. to do whatever they want think of your hormones like a symphony right. right and and the conductor is conducting the symphony right xenoestrogens are the drunk conductors uh-huh. and they just come in and now there's no like 
proper music. Everything's right. a mess. And so when you do something like livery set where you are dumping all of these xenoestrogens, yeah. like they're, they're doing their last hurrah out of your system, basically. Mm. And a lot of these xenoestrogens too, and these chemicals are stored in uh, adipose tissue, so fat cells. Right. So as you start losing weight, mm-hmm. you might have hormonal fluctuations as Which, well. One more reason why we don't rush to the weight loss portion of healing with mm-hmm. people. Now, that's most people's like top priority. I swear, there are so many people who they would rather lose weight than not be in pain. <laughs> they would rather lose weight than having not have insomnia. Mm-hmm. But if we rush into that, then we really will exacerbate a lot of these other problems yeah. because we start releasing all of these issues, mm-hmm. right? Yep, exactly. But anyway. Anyway, so some things to think about when you guys start detoxing or when you are on your healing journey, mm-hmm. things might get worse, but okay. if, if it's not unmanageable, keep moving forward, okay? Right, trust uh, the process. Exactly. They are now finding that phthalates actually trans are transported across the placenta and into breast milk. <sighs> so that really, I know, I know, We're right? Kids. And, and that's why we are seeing this whole, if you guys have heard our past episodes on Pottinger's cats, mm-hmm. um, do you want to explain the Pottinger's cat thing? Yeah. So, so Pottinger was this research doctor who, um, he had a bunch of cats and he wanted to study how nutrition affected their health. So he had really healthy cats that were eating a natural diet. And then switched them over to like a really heavily cooked, low nutrient diet. Mm-hmm. And within that same generation, they started to get worse, but their children, the kittens were especially bad. Mm-hmm. And then they reversed it and they put them back on a, a natural, healthy diet. Yeah, It took them like four generations to recover. To recover. And so I think what we're seeing here is a Pottinger's cat issue right. where... You know, our parents weren't as bad, but our generation is sicker. And then the younger generation is and, sicker. And, and we haven't seeing. even started the reversal process yet. Right. We're looking at potentially four generations or more of recovery. Hopefully not. I don't know. I mean, hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it could be that way, right? And your kids could be the first generation to even start trying to do better. Right. Or Which you, means that you are the first generation that's starting to try better. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So you are the first generation. It's going to be your great, great grandkids yeah. that are like rocking it. <laughs> Assuming real. everyone keeps it up. For real. So that's, that's the issue with, again, our, our modern day living is mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, we're just bombarded. Our babies are now bombarded. We are bombarded. And so it's just really important to make sure that starting from young, like they are eating whole foods that are helping them to deal with this. Right. And that's that. Uh, Should we talk about parabens? Yeah, because parabens is a word you see all the time on ingredients lists, but Mm -hmm. no one knows what it is or what it means. Yep. So it was first commercialized in the 1950s and it's used to prevent microbial growth. So it's an antibacterial, it's an antifungal. Okay. (laughs) I know. So so it's kind of like a preservative. It's a preservative and it's kind of like an antibiotic. So that's fun. Oh, yay. Because we need more of those in our system, too. Exactly, right? Okay. So parabens, you can find them in deodorants, hair care products, lotions, cleansers, toothpaste, and shaving And it won't always show up as just paraben. It'll be something like methylparaben, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Actually, all use of parabens have been banned by the EU since 2014. But not the US. But not us. Because we like our chemicals. 
us. All right. Um, well, we like our money and chemicals are a good way to make it. Yeah. And we um, like fake food. So, so you, you will actually find on a lot of natural products, natural brands, they will be very pronounced in saying, Hey, there are no parabens mm -hmm. in this product. Mm hmm. And they'll have a list of things that they right. actually keep out. Right. And parabens is one of those big ones. Make sure. Uh, Make sure. Places, so a lot of people know all of those places that I listed that you can find parabens. You can also find them in your over-counter prescription medications what? and dessert foods and snacks. Dessert foods? Yes. Like muffins, cakes, cookies, Ew. tortillas, candies. I know. <laughs> so, okay. Well. So just be mindful. All right. There's uh, the BPA. Should we talk about BPA? We already did. Okay. It's a, I mean, it's an endocrine disruptor exactly. and it's on receipts. It's on a lot of plastic products, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Are there any other common places besides receipts where you're going to find that? Um, so actually it was banned from use in infant bottles in 2012. So yeah. In the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, we are. Sometimes we do ban toxins. Okay. Can you imagine? But, but no, I think you covered most of the, okay. the areas, but again, all of these are, Oh just yeah. And, and plastic bottles nowadays, once again, you'll find a lot of bottles that mm -hmm. market themselves as BPA free. Right. Here's the deal. BPS, right. Exactly. We already talked about that. So when you're looking for a water bottle, mm -hmm. top choice, in my opinion, is going to be glass. Yeah. Or stainless steel. Stainless steel would be second choice in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, I don't know why I feel like glass is just better for some reason. Okay. But try to go with those. Don't don't do the the BPA free plastic unless right. you really need that plastic setup. Right. And definitely do BPA free if you're going to go plastic. Right. Unfortunately, BPA is like you know it's unavoidable. Ninety percent of the population has measurable levels of xenoestrogens from BPAs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, you can see it in the blood, urine, breast milk. Cool. But we can't take steps to avoid it. Like like we Tristan said, avoid plastics mm -hmm. and use um, only uh, phthalate and paraben free cosmetics, skin and hair products and all that jazz. So, so, so just okay. look at your ingredients and avoid, avoid, avoid. All right. Great. Um, don't touch it with a 10 foot pole mm -hmm. because that'll help you a lot. Okay. Let's talk about heavy metals because right. heavy metals. So we spoke about the chemical aspect. Now let's talk about the heavy metal aspect. These are generally metallic elements mm -hmm. that, um, as I mentioned earlier, they, they are now heavy metals to us because they have been concentrated mm -hmm. and, but they, they aren't typically, they're kind of in the crust and the soil of the earth. And then we kind of like hybridize right. them. Yeah. Well, we mine them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we put them through some processing. Right. Exactly. And then they become concentrated. And then they, they stay stuck and concentrated. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, heavy metals, the ones that we're going to list, like, because we, we need certain metals in our diet, like copper and iron. Those mm -hmm. are all metals. Sure. Um, but, but these ones that our bodies just cannot use. Um, well, it, and there's a few different things going on there, right? One of them is that some of these metals have no business being in our body in the first mm -hmm. place, um, like lead. Exactly. Some of them, yes. they do have a role to play, but in the right amounts. Exactly. And that used to be not such a big deal because we were eating natural things mm -hmm. and our bodies had evolved with the world around us. Mm -hmm. That meant that typically the things we were eating contained the right ratio of all these different minerals right. and it worked for us. Yep. Nowadays, exactly. modern society has enabled us to really screw with that. And so you end up with too high levels of otherwise healthy minerals, right? Exactly. So 
heavy metals that have no business being in our body mm -hmm. are arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. Mm. And they cause, they literally cause damage to your organs. Can I add one? Even that, at lower exposures. Can yes. I add one that's going to really tick people off? Yeah. Silver. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. People, people love the silver, I the colloidal silver, the nano silver, because it's a great antibiotic. I know. Well, I'm sorry to say it, but there is no known good use of silver mm -hmm. in our bodies. Our bodies don't need it. Mm -hmm. Right. I and know. it itself can become a toxic metal. Exactly. That's, that's my argument at least. We've, we've and there's a lot of health people that would. Silver. We don't sell colloidal silver. I mean. Don't we? We used we, to. We used to years ago. We used to sell sovereign silver. Mm -hmm. Um, but not anymore because there are other options that work just as effectively and actually have a place in the human body. Like ozone. Well, okay. That's, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> because that's also not particularly natural, but uh, that's true. <laughs> um, but I was thinking more like echinacea and elderberry, yeah, right? Those things oil. are extremely beneficial without the long-term buildup. Exactly. Did you know you can turn yourself blue by taking too much silver? Yes. I you can turn that. your skin blue. Mm -hmm. That's not just don't do it. Guys, don't do that. Um, okay. Okay. Back to heavy metals. Yes. So they can cause organ damage, literal yep. damage, and they are carcinogens. Right. Um, but other heavy metals that are actually useful in the body are like ferritin mm -hmm. and. Uh, well, you mean iron? Yeah. Sorry. No, iron. You're good. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, ferritin is how we measure days, it. Yes. Right. Um, zinc. Mm -hmm. That's why I always have people, when we put people on a zinc supplement, I often recommend that they buy the zinc taste uh, test uh -huh. so that they can make sure that they're not overdosing right. on zinc because that can become toxic if taken in well, excess. And, and there's another issue too, and that even if you aren't hitting toxic levels of these things, you can throw off your balance of minerals. Mm -hmm. Because, for instance, doing high doses of zinc can actually mess with copper levels yeah. and you need the right amount of copper to help your body handle iron properly, mm -hmm. right? There's this whole beautiful intricate cascade of things that go on with the minerals in our system. Right. And every time we take something externally, we are potentially disrupting that, right? Which isn't to say you should never do it, mm -hmm. but don't just, just think mindful. that if this is good for me, I should go all out right. and take tons and tons of it, right. especially when it comes to the minerals. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mentioned earlier how the heavy metals can damage organs. Mm -hmm. Well, they cause uh, cell membranes to break down mm. and they damage mitochondrial function. So a lot of people and with low energy. That. Yes. So I want to do a podcast episode on mitochondrial function. We, we will, but that's a... That's a whole I know. thing that I'm still working on. I know so, it. Um, but, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do one on mitochondria very soon because that's that's huge. It may even be more important than detox mm -hmm. or more primal. Right. Like we have to hit it first. Right. But mitochondria basically they are the power houses of the cell. Mm -hmm. They're like the, the power batteries. Of the cell. Yep. And so when you when you damage the mitochondria, um, you you damage your ability to produce energy right. and cellular energy right. which is body energy it's the most it's it's not just our energy it's our function yes because it's, our it's the, the energy of the cells if the cells have no energy mm -hmm. 
they're not going to do their jobs. Exactly. And if they don't do their jobs, you, you don't feel good. You end up with a whole host of issues. Exactly. Um, other things, uh, heavy metals damage are your DNA, which is literally so important because your DNA tells your proteins how to organize themselves so that they can actually right. make cells and tissues and organs. Can we, can we talk about telomeres for a second? What are those? So telomeres are the ends of the DNA. Oh yeah. yeah. And over time they shrink, basically they mm-hmm. deteriorate. Mm-hmm. And that means that you end up with more errors in your protein production Yeah. because there's this whole process of how your body reads the DNA to know what proteins to make. Mm-hmm. And that over time is what leads to things like cancer Mm-hmm. Because you miscode your proteins and then the, yeah. the proteins don't work properly. Mm-hmm. So when you have all these issues like things damaging your DNA, mm-hmm. you are speeding up the process by which those telomeres shrink, yeah. which basically means you are just speeding up your, your aging, aging process exactly, and pushing yourself towards diseases of age mm-hmm. that much faster, like mm-hmm. cancer. Cancers, for instance. What do heavy metals do on your body? Basically, well, we know that they create damage, but they also, they increase the production of reactive oxygen species. Did we talk about that in the liver detox? Uh, No, not really. So reactive oxygen species are not a bad thing. Your body actually produces them intentionally to help clean house. So they, aren't they a byproduct though of... That too. So... From what I've studied, reactive mm-hmm. oxygen species can sometimes be even more damaging yes. than the toxin itself. Right. So it has to be dealt with and yes. you deal with it through antioxidants. You are correct. But I, I want to point out that they are not inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Ozone, in fact, is, is, that, is the good side of that oh. going on. Yeah, yeah. So for that reason, though, you need to have a balance like everything mm-hmm. we've talked about today, pretty much. Right. I actually, going back to the ozone uh-huh. thing, uh, I shared Katie, she shared her, um, her hair analysis cause she's been doing Hockett every week for like six months. Mm-hmm. And when we redid her hair analysis, her mm-hmm. antioxidants need was like insane. Yeah. So I told her, I'm like, we need to pause you on Hawkins right Hockett. now mm-hmm. so that we can get your right. antioxidants and your minerals up. Yeah. Because I, I asked her, I'm like, has your benefit from the Hawkett decreased over the past month or so? Mm-hmm. And she was like, actually, yeah, it has. I haven't been detoxing as much. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, take a break. We need right. to get your antioxidant stores yeah. so you can handle the treatment. And, and I, I think that's awesome because that illustrates the, the the balance the beautiful dance mm-hmm. of all these things going on because we do need these reactive oxygen species to right. kill off stuff that shouldn't be there mm-hmm. but we also need antioxidants mm-hmm. to help us prevent those reactive oxygen species exactly. from just destroying everything else exactly right we we need the the bull tamer to know when to get the bull out of the china shop exactly exactly right? So what do we do about these heavy metals? Well, we Oof. eat antioxidants, enzymes like uh, superoxide dismutase, mm-hmm. catalase, glutathione, peroxidase. So yeah. basically eats SOD, superoxide dismutase, lots of glutathione, which you can get in like bone broth mm-hmm. or L-glutamine, mm-hmm. right? Is that a precursor to glutathione or is glutathione a precursor to L-glutamine? No, L-gl- L-glutamine is one of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. To glutathione. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, also high doses of vitamin C, vitamin E. Well, not high doses. Whole, whole food vitamin C, exactly. mind you, not ascorbic not acid. Not ascorbic acid. Carotenoids, guys. Like we got to eat our greens, our orange, our red vegetables. Well, and also eat liver. 
Yeah, well. although once again, whole food vitamin A, honestly, from eggs mm-hmm. and liver, mm-hmm. and that is going to be a lot better there. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want an awesome, awesome antioxidant rich food source that also has other benefits, unrefined palm oil. I know it's super yummy. Remember, unrefined is the key here. It mm-hmm. needs to be that bright orange color. Yes. And it needs to be from a good sustainable source that isn't utilizing like slave labor right. and destroying rainforests. Yeah. So make sure so it's ethical. Be very specific about what you get, but it's rich in vitamin A and vitamin E, yeah. two excellent antioxidants. Exactly. Oh, how much time do we have? Oh, yeah, we're out of time. Dang it. I wanted to like get it. Okay. Maybe we can do like an hour and 10 minute podcast. We'll be really fast. All right. Okay. Get Let's busy. talk about arsenic really fast. Um, arsenic is actually used in the production. It was used uh, as a pesticide and wood preservative. However, the USA actually banned. So they used it as an, um, an anti-parasitic in poultry feed. Yeah. And so the USA banned it in 2015. It wasn't, it was only 2015. Yeah. So like five Unbelievable. years ago. No, 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 no. But get this, it gets better though. Because because um, because we can still import poultry from other countries like China that still uses it. Oh, yeah. So you basically, you send your chickens to China. Mm-hmm. You get 10 times as many back as you sent them. Yeah. And Isn't that something like what McDonald's does? Yeah. And, and basically, they can do whatever they want with it mm-hmm. there. And you make money. They make money. Exactly. The medical industry makes money. There Everyone wins except for us. Exactly. So that's that's one way that we get a lot of arsenic. Well, certain medications wh- too. One of the biggest sources of arsenic now is actually rice. That was that was oh yeah 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 rice right mm-hmm. because once again arsenic accumulates in the soil mm-hmm. and, and then, then rice, rice pulls it out exactly and even though they haven't specifically used arsenic as a pesticide in a long time right since five years ago I no I swear they stopped using it as a Anyway, fact is it's still all over the rice and the brown rice is worse than the white rice. Mm -hmm. So honestly speaking, you might be better off eating eating white rice rice than brown rice. But yeah, just just don't eat rice. You don't need it. I'm not a big fan of rice. Like occasion we'll buy those like rice cakes. It tastes delicious. I'll be honest with you. Like Mm -hmm. there is nothing better than some sticky rice with mango. (laughs) There's nothing better than some rice and beans and some delicious seasonings, Mm -hmm. but you don't need that arsenic. You don't, especially if you've already got a high burden of other toxins. Yep. So there you go. Cauliflower rice. Yes. Cauliflower rice. And quinoa. Our kids hate that stuff though. Unfortunately, it's so sad because they just love, love rice. So arsenic, it, it's one of those that cause mitochondrial dysfunction and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, deranges cellular respiration. So be careful. Oh, and Um, it's in apple seeds. (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to eat the whole thing, including the core until people were like, Oh, that's arsenic. You're going to (laughs) die. So I stopped. Uh, cadmium. Let's Mm. talk about that really fast. Batteries. Um, yes. And leafy greens and potatoes and grains <laughs> oh. and legumes and seeds. Uh, plants absorb cadmium very readily, actually, from cool. ground soil, okay. and, uh, from groundwater and soil, actually. How so, did it get there in the first place? Um, well, it's natural. It's it's widely distributed in the Earth's crust. But mm-hmm. what we've done is we've like hyper concentrated it right like through a, industrial yeah. processes. Cool. Um, so it's just again, that's what we we hit twice right. now in the episode is man came mm-hmm. and said, Hey, how can I use this for something? And how can I leach it back into the environment for it to 
be highly concentrated right and now it's highly concentrated and now our foods absorb it right okay so it is what what does it do um it's a it's a gi irritant basically and if you have gi issues you might want to look into this it's also interferes with the neurotransmitter function Ooh. so yeah right and it's a it's an ros it's a reactive oxygen species it so. is mm-hmm. it's a powerful generator of ros oh it, it generates some gotcha mm-hmm. okay yep. so just be just be mindful um again try to get organic when possible or and someday i mean again like dreams of the privileged right i want to just grow my own food I just want to, I don't have to think about these things when I eat food, right? Mm. But again, like don't like get organic when possible. And just the benefit of eating leafy greens, like we have to kind of do like a pros and cons list, Mm -hmm. right? Pros of eating leafy greens are 10 things. All right. Pros of eating potatoes, two. All right. Mm -hmm. It's got some vitamins. It has lysine in it, which is great. Yeah. But you can get lysine in other things. Uh Right. And so potatoes, they're very starchy and carby. Mm -hmm. They spike your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. They also have cadmium in them. So like uh, maybe don't eat potatoes quite as much. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, the pros of eating leafy greens and, you know, seeds, really great. Right. Pros of eating grains and potatoes, not so much. Mm. So, so just cut those out as much as possible. All right. Alrighty, let's talk about lead. Now, okay, can I say something about lead? Mm, please do. It is transmitted generationally. Yeah, which from means body a, to body to body. A lot of us are in trouble because okay. of yeah what our ancestors did. It's passed down from mother to child. Exactly. Which means that if your mom had high lead levels, you're gonna have there's a decent levels. chance that you do, even if you haven't been exposed during your own lifetime. Mm-hmm. So in the 70s, it was actually removed from gasoline and household paints. So if you uh, if you live in a house that was built mm-hmm. before the 70s, chances are you are being exposed to but lead. It was only a few years ago when they discovered that all kinds of toys coming from China mm-hmm. had lead all over them. Exactly. So again, one of those things where it's like, well, we've banned it, but mm-hmm. it's China. Where are we getting our stuff from? Right. Can we still import it through products and stuff? You know, I always used to wonder, like, why did they make, this is before the days mm-hmm. of this stuff, but I was like, why, like, why would I buy an expensive wood toy? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of that? And now I'm like, oh, oh, oh that because the alternative the is a bunch plastic of plastic and plastic lead. and lead. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy crap. Right. Right. And now looking at like our kids playroom, I'm like, oh, my gosh, all this junky plastic toys. I right. wish I could like burn them all. Right. And just have like five wood things, because guess right. what? My kids are going to go outside and play yeah. with rocks anyways, right. or they're going to find a box in the garage and like right. turn it into something, right. you know, like. Kids. So, so controversial statement number 5,000 of the night. <laughs> if you're still listening. Right. Get rid of your kids' toys. <laughs> right. Kick them out of the house <laughs> and tell them to go play in the yard. Oh. They'll probably still find something toxic to play with, but mm-hmm. at least they'll be getting some sunlight. Exactly. Okay. So uh, what does lead do to us? Well, it's really bad for kids because again, their bodies are a lot smaller. So their uh, exposure to lead um, is a little bit more intense, but it can diminish intelligence, impair neurological behavior, such as speech and hearing, growth retardation, all mm. that jazz, right? All the fun things. Um, it can decrease sperm count in adults. Okay. So uh, another controversial statement, Autism rates have been increasing. Mm -hmm. Now there's lots of different arguments for that's happening. Part of it is just the definition might be changing, but it does seem like 
we're having more and more children with developmental disabilities Mm -hmm. and you can't help but wonder if there are factors in the environment and in the food supply Mm -hmm. that might be contributing to that. Right. Right. If it were me and I wanted to make sure that my kids had the best possible chance of not running into those issues, I would definitely be looking at lead exposure. Right. In fact, my mom, who is very into lead right now, has bought like all these kits, heavy metal testing She's kits. She's going to have the whole family do it, huh? She tested herself. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. She tested herself and lead came back high. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know why. She tested her water and it's not high in lead, mm-hmm. but maybe from her mom, right? So now she's- Or maybe a home that she grew up in. Or maybe in the home California, she grew up in. You know? Maybe all those paint chips that- Well, because also metal pipes leach lead. So yeah. did, did you grow up in a house that had like lead pipes? Right. We, we don't know. Yeah. Like what about city water that mm-hmm. is transported? Is it right. transport? Like how old are those pipes? Right. I have no idea. I'm not like yeah. a city person, but are they old? Have they been replaced? Mm-hmm. Have we like done with away with all of the lead piping? Right. Who knows? Right. And so basically my mom now is buying kits for everybody in the family saying mm-hmm. you need to get yourself tested. Mm-hmm. And then if, you know, we all come back high the way that she did. Looks like the family's going on a detox, heavy metal detox, mm-hmm. right? Which we'll do an episode specifically on that, by the way. Cool. There's a whole process to it. There's a lot that you can do. It's a little bit involved and it's lengthy, mm-hmm. but it can be a huge game changer for people. Yeah. Because once again, you might have had health issues your entire life in spite of doing everything perfectly. Exactly. It could be the lead. Mm-hmm. It could be that simple. Yep. Right. So, so hopefully that's a, a nice takeaway for you that yeah. like if you've, if you're in that boat where you've just had like energy issues, mm-hmm. hormone issues, so many things going on, no matter how well you've done and for how long yeah. you've been doing well, yeah, maybe it's worth getting your toxic metals checked. And not to like add <laughs> like lemon to an open wound, but the largest uh, exposure of lead mm-hmm. to children today is actually is dusting and chipping of the deteriorating paint from lead sources, like lead paints. Like from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Great. So, so if you live in an old house that has paint still in there. Or a careful. school or a building or mm-hmm. a mall or mm-hmm. something, you are inhaling these dust particles oh, contaminated. One more terrifying thing. One other source of exposure to lead mm-hmm. potentially can be breast implants. Oh, what? Yeah. How? I don't know. Oh, that's Ask sucks. the people that make them, okay. probably in China. Uh, let's talk about mercury. All right. Uh, I think this is our last one. Time warning. I know. I know. Right? <laughs> let's be really fast. Okay. Mercury. You can find it in like your your teeth. Do you have mercury fillings? Right. Electrical equipment. I think they, they typically call them amalgam or amalgam. Amalgams. Mm-hmm. Amalgam fillings. Yeah. So. Um, in your food and your water, you can get it in your seafood uh-huh. because a lot of mercury is dumped into the water from right. industrial releasing. Super. Um, energy production, wood processing, uh, all of these things have uh, mercury used in them. And, and sometimes when people are trying to do healthy things, they can inadvertently release small amounts of mercury. Mm-hmm. And make themselves feel awful. Right. So Mm -hmm. especially if you've got those fillings, be super, super careful about what you do before you get those removed. And how you get them removed matters quite a bit too. It does. One of these days we are going to get a really great dentist on here to chat Mm -hmm. with us about this topic. Yeah. 
but you don't want to just willy-nilly go and have these fillings removed because if it's not done properly, you could make yourself mm-hmm. super sick. This is also a little controversial, but um, mercury, uh, what is it still used as a preservative in vaccines? Or it, it oh, used thimerosal? to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, but not much. Okay. so it Mostly aluminum be, now. That, that's nice. I mean, <laughs> a better, well, you know, like heavy metal for you there. There you go. But if you've had vaccines in the past and yeah, they always say it's very minimal. Okay. But mercury compounds, right? It sticks Mm -hmm. in your system. It stays there. So like microdosing on mercury multiple times in your life, not a good idea, you know? So, so and then if you eat a lot of fish, there's even more exposure. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. It all adds up. That's, that's probably the number one takeaway from today is Mm -hmm. that all of these different things in our system do add up to lead to disease. So anything you can do to reduce any of these things mm-hmm. is going to be a huge plus for you. I feel like we could talk about mercury all on its own. We, we could. Here, here are some uh, signs of toxicity. So uh, tremors, poor concentration, hyperactivity, irritability. Oh, so all insomnia, of us all the time. Memory loss, headaches, uh-huh. muscle weakness, uh, vision so, disturbances, metabolic rate dysfunction. So basically it looks like everything else. I know. Doesn't and that makes sense. it really difficult to recognize, mm-hmm. much less get a diagnosis from a doctor mm-hmm. for, much less get treatment for. Yeah. Now, just I want to touch on some of the important things. If you have mercury toxicity, you need to make sure you're getting enough selenium because there is a like selenium enzyme process that helps with the anti um, the antioxidant uh, pathway for getting rid of mercury in your system. And yeah. unfortunately, a lot of people are selenium deficient. And that's that's something I've always loved is that selenium is not just a mineral that's really mm-hmm. beneficial, but it's an antioxidant. Yep. How so cool is that? It is. It's really, I mean, selenium is fantastic, guys. They so say sure. that the upper safe limit of selenium is 400 micrograms. Mm-hmm. Is it micrograms a day? I, I have no idea. Um, which is basically like four Brazil nuts. Yeah. But I've known people that do more than that on a regular basis and they're mm-hmm. doing okay. But kind of keep yeah. that amount in mind, yep. um, especially of thyroid issues. Maybe right. aim for like two, 300. I don't know. So yeah, mercury easily binds with selenium, which is fantastic. And so you want to make sure that you are getting that. Um, okay. So what do you do from now? Like what, I mean, what do you do now? Right. <laughs> um, you, you don't stress, you don't panic because you are still alive today. Uh-huh. Um, you talk about detoxification, you guys, you need to detoxify. You need to make sure that your liver is on point. Please so go listen to our episode about listen that. To that episode mm-hmm. because it is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the superfoods that are going to help with phase one, and I like to call it phase one, a phase one B because phase one, a of, of detoxification in your liver is actually like taking the toxins from a lipophilic structure into a, <laughs> sorry, no, what? You're going to have to translate this. Right sorry. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So heavy metals are um, fat soluble. Mm-hmm. And so phase one, a takes it from a fat soluble toxin mm-hmm. to a water soluble toxin. So it kind of pulls it out of the fat. Yeah, yes. Or it does, no, it doesn't pull it out of the fat. It's no. just, it just doesn't mingle with water. Okay. So it has to go through processes uh-huh. and, and that creates reactive oxygen species. Okay. All right. And so what you need for those processes is antioxidants and mm-hmm. you need things like B vitamins, mm-hmm. all of them, okay. right? You need organs mm-hmm. or like eat liver. Mm-hmm. That's why we were always pushing the paleo Valley. Mm-hmm. So if you are not 
subscribe to Paleo Valley Oregon Complex, you're going to be now. Because that's the only way to get it right now, right? With the subscription. Yes, because they're so low in their quantity. Use the discount Provo Health 10 to get 10% off your order Mm -hmm. and just get it monthly, you guys. Put it in your kids' applesauce, put it in their smoothies, like, or give your kids Catalin Chewable. Mm. All right, Catalin Chewable, um, it's it has organs in it. Mm-hmm. So give your kids Catalin Chewable or just Catalin. Mm-hmm. And so I've been putting a lot of people on Catalin now because we can't get the organ. Yeah, no, and Catalin's and fantastic. It has other fantastic. stuff too that's really beneficial. and mushrooms and right. other things too. Another thing that I like about the Catalin is that it actually has desiccated adrenal and a lot of kids oh. are dealing with adrenal like dysfunction. Don't, don't worry though, you guys. It's a small amount, so it's not going to cause issues. No, You're not, not. going to get like an adrenal overload. No, 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 no. Right. So um, I I shouldn't have said that because now people are like, what's wrong with my kids' adrenals? Nothing. They're fine, I promise. Um, but but anyways, organs. You guys, we got to get some organs. So either do the Catalan, the Catalan Chewable for kids or the Organ Complex. That has a lot of your B vitamins in it. Make sure you're doing collagen or L-glutamine or glutathione. All right, we got it. We got to get those amino acids in. Yeah. So please make sure you're getting enough amino acids because it's the amino acids that help with this detoxification. Right. It helps with the the second part of phase one, but then it also helps with the phase two, the conjugation, mm-hmm. right? I would prefer you got your glutathione from milk thistle. Mm. Um, NAC is also a decent choice. Straight glutathione oftentimes is not quite as usable by your body. Mm-hmm. So, so something to keep in mind. So just make sure you are getting enough. Pro- and, and what's so funny is when people do liver detoxes, they always like, they're like, give your liver a break and don't eat meat. And I'm like, what the freak are we talking about right now? And then like, they go and pound fruit. <laughs> and then they go pound fruit, <laughs> yeah. which causes uric acid to go up. Right. I mean, let's talk about things that damage your liver for a second. Mm-hmm. And and one of the aldehydes, which is mm-hmm. which literally causes cirrhosis. Right. So I'm like, yeah, give your liver a break by giving it a disease. Perfect. This makes <laughs> so much sense. Um, or you can give it an amino acids, which help it detoxify. Right. That makes way more sense to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I need a take a deep breath. It's okay. It's okay. We're all fine. Um, so, so you guys, organ, mm-hmm. um, antioxidants like mm-hmm. vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, selenium, but not the synthetic stuff. Please do not go buy a bunch of ascorbic no. acid. Do not go buy a bunch of vitamin E cheap stuff from Ew. Walmart. Okay. Yeah. No, or Costco, please. Or Costco. If Costco that supplements are so bad. Um, so there you go. Support your liver function. Eat, but here's the bottom line. Eat a lot of vegetables, please. Like this is why I'm, I I want to make vegetables sexy again. Vegetables and clean protein. And, and clean by protein. clean protein, mm-hmm. I mean the source. Yes. Beef is our friend. Yes. Just try to get it from a regenerative, organic, grass-fed operation. Exactly. Read the, listen to the podcast where we speak to Diana... Rogers. Rogers. And she wrote the book, Sacred Cow. And mm-hmm. That's a really great book. But I forgot what I was going to say. That's all right. We got to wrap it up. All right. So, but you guys, you've got this, like decrease your exposure Mm -hmm. by ways that we spoke about today. I know this is like kind of like a, a crash course on detoxification and Mm -hmm. toxins and chemicals, but, but decrease your exposure and increase your detoxification capabilities. Mm -hmm. So not the standard American diet Mm -hmm. or the standard American lifestyle, um, exercising, sweat, 
Mm-hmm. Right. We got to sweat these things out as well. So make sauna sure you, is also sauna, fantastic. Exactly. Make sure you are eating, especially your infrared sauna. Mm-hmm, exactly. But make sure you are eating foods that can uh, help bind those toxins and mm-hmm. those chemicals. So whole foods again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third part of detoxification is fiber, 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 fiber. All right. Mm-hmm. So make sure your bowels are moving. Right. You are pooping daily, if not twice a day. Or three times. Or three times. Okay. So, and that's it. That is it, you guys. All right. You can do this. You can detox. You can be exposed to all of these insane things and still do great things. Um, and awesome. Thanks, all right. Thanks for listening, Tristan. I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. This is so great. Love oh, you all. Have a you. wonderful week. We will be way more consistent going forward. I think will I can we? do these now. I don't know. Will we be consistent? We will be. We're going to be consistent because I am dedicated to this. I need to tell you guys something. Um, no. I, no, no, no. The, you, they've probably switched off by now. So if you want to hear this, like, this is why I'm like, are we going to be consistent? I literally fell asleep before recording this podcast episode. And I woke up like freaking out because I'm like, oh, we're supposed to record an episode tonight. And so this is, this was Janique's brain post like bedtime and so that's why i'm like maybe we won't be consistent because i really like my sleep right now well we're gonna be consistent because i love you guys and i love doing this i love i love you guys too okay and i love sleep all right talk to you soon (laughs) until next week bye bye